Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne podcast show. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like two different things, but that either way, the AJ Osborne podcast, we're sticking with it. Um, I'm, you know, it's funny because I talked to you guys about uh, some of the interviews we canceled in the last week or two. And uh, as we've been moving forward and setting up a bunch of, um, offices as we're growing stuff. I, we literally have people here um, installing electricity, things like that. So I hope it's not <laughs> too noisy on this, but we're uh, uh, going to go with it. If you hear things in the background, um, we've got a lot of people here trying to make more room for people we're hiring. Um, and really, it, a lot of the, I think, applicable knowledge when it comes to investing um, – business management and it this really has to we talk a lot about people talk a lot about mindset which i i sometimes have problems with um not that it's not important it's a hundred percent important but it's i think the way that it's framed and what i mean by the way it's framed is that it's focused on things like the secret or whatever that was like 20 years ago that was really hot and so people just believed and they bought houses and then they believed they went bankrupt and didn't understand how um i think that comes down to a fundamental problem with this idea of results not opinions um results not wants and desires uh and i'm not saying Opinions are bad. I'm not saying that wants and desires are bad, but I'm saying we should make a concentrated effort to focus in and analyze what results are telling us and make the decision-based process off of that more than hearsay, more than opinions we're hearing. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, of course, right? But it, it just so few people do that. And it's even hard for me. I have to set up audit systems. I have to set up processes that bypass simple hearsay or simple things that we look at and, and accept as the reality that provides no context for um, actionable steps moving forward. So what I want to talk about is that the opinions in order to divert action, divert effort, divert allocation of time and capital and everything, there, there needs to be a way to process and analyze those decisions to make sure that you're, you're basing those decisions off appropriate um, results uh, negative or positive. So how do you kind of build in some frameworks and, and how do you do this? A lot of this comes down to structure and a lot of this is, is not intuitive. So you need to be analyzing results of actions, um, which can be micro actions, like subconscious actions that you're doing, um, taking journal notes, things like that, understanding 
why one week you were super productive, the next week you weren't. Ray Dalio talks a lot about these uh, their feedback loops, okay? So it's understanding. And when you look at it, whether you're self-auditing, more importantly, in your business. And feedback loops are, are really good and they're really effective in saying, here's what went wrong or here's what went right. Let's analyze it. Let's close out that loop to move forward in the right direction. Um, but feedback loops are only good based upon the correct information that you're getting. And people will close out mental feedback loops based upon fear, based upon opinions, based upon things. And then their actions um, are predicated on that, which ends up having results of uh, r- results that are either bad or almost worse for me, results that are nothing. There's just no results at all. And I feel that so many people get trapped in that where they mentally close back feet, they mentally close out feedback loops without action nor results, which creates a stalling out of progress, which creates an inability to move forward, which creates an uh, indecisiveness on what I should do because mentally I've already made that decision. And I've already concluded that, oh, this is either risky, this may not go, or I just don't even know. And because of that, I just stop. And really, that's where you have to avoid. You have to avoid this stalling out. Like feedback loops should only be closed with an action to move, to to do something. And the faster we close back actionable feedback loops, the faster we can move forward, the faster we can progress. When you're looking at a company, analyzing what's working, what's not working, um, and making decisions quickly moving forward, seeing the results of that and correcting and documenting that along the process uh, so you can build a system out that can scale. Uh, That's how really you need to move forward. The the problem is, though, even as as I talk, I, I think about this because you're dealing with subjective nature of decisions and results, right? So I can subjectively think that that is either good or bad. So how do we pull out the subjective nature? Uh, This really comes in line with uh, your, first of all, your long-term business goals, how you're achieving them, right? Your personal life. We see this a lot when um, I, I think people get older and they have midlife crisis And that's because those subjective decisions, they all of a sudden look at and say, that wasn't really based upon anything. I was doing what I was told, or I was living a life that either somebody else wanted me to or not. And this goes both ways, by the way, right? I know lots of people that go out to be um, entrepreneurs or investors, and literally they destroy their life. Realized, I didn't ever want to do that. I didn't ever feel like even the need or I didn't have the skill set or I did, but that's what I just thought that I should be doing. Um, and this becomes very, very hard to understand within yourself, right? Which decisions are subjective and which are not, which are actually based upon measurable outcomes and results. And it's a art plus a balance that you need to do all the time to really figure out. And I call these my audits. 
And so I need times and periods where I have to sit down and I have to audit myself. And when I'm auditing, really what I'm looking for is impact activities. And I, and I have a little chart that um, actually this week I'm making all of our employees put it out because it's one that I use for myself, but they need to, we need to do it because we're creating policies and procedures around high impact activities that create high impact on our way to move forward towards our goal. So when I self-audit, uh, self you look at all the things that you're doing during the day, all the activities that you're doing to try to achieve whatever goals it is, you're identifying those activities, you're prioritizing those activities based upon impact that it will have on your goals, whether that's family, whether that's health, whether that's business, right? Um, and then you move towards there. My impact, so for me personally, um, my impact, I guess, call it space, um, and that's all the activities that I'm doing to create impact, has always been over, over. I think I want to say, uh, weighted towards, uh, I, I think, knowledge or maybe financial results, right? Practical, um, because, I, and I determined the reason being was uh, because those are tangible, measurable results for me that I feel gets me or kind of where I'm going. And then other impact things have been put to the side, right? Whether that's um, eating correctly, whether that's health, right? I'll subject those. And so there needs to be a balance of activities and prioritization uh, because lots of times those largest impacts that I felt. So when I do something that creates a huge financial impact, there's inherently a dopamine response that reinforces those activities. And then once I got on that path, it just got more and more and more. There was this huge outweighted impact, right? We just closed on a multi-million dollar property. We just increased our wealth X amount. We're making this much money. I can actually measure out those actions, I can build systems to get this huge result. Now, even on health, um, I, I've lost 15, 20 pounds, and I felt great. But closing a multi-million dollar property is phenomenal. I think the dopamine response uh, to those impact things gets skewed, right? And then two, you have I have the problem, and and I'm kind of talking through personally. Everybody's different, right? We can tell activities that we wait towards. Um, some activities I have to force myself to align. I don't believe they're bad that I have to force myself because so I don't. You don't get the short-term dopamine response that, that you can do in other things, even like working out. And I view that as like when I'm building relationships, particularly with my children. These are long-lasting things that impact is by far the largest. Like that's the largest impact that I can have probably on anything, the world, everything else. My personal life is going to be through my children. The problem with um, lots of those activities is we do not those that that impact is so far in the future that we can really tell and we don't even know or see the impact. And so it becomes hard to make changes and things. So I have to figure out what's working and I just have to set in place. I'm carving out this much time to talk to my um, seven-year-old son, even if 50% of what he's saying is gibberish. It literally makes no sense. He's just talking about incoherently, which makes perfect sense to him. He's having a great time. Whether I'm enjoying the conversation, whether I even understand the 
conversation is irrelevant. Um, it's about the fact that I'm paying attention to him that matters. That's the only thing that matters in that. And that's what creates the impact for both him and to me. We bond in what things that he likes, right? Listening to my four-year-old talk about Pokemon for 20 minutes straight, um, right, in most normal situations would be hell for me. But because I'm allocating the time and attention to him, right, that, that bond that we create is a massive impact in my life. So the only reason I'm, I'm sharing with you is, is your impact activities uh, have short-term, long-term consequences, and they vary. And we need to understand that our interactions with them vary. That is same and true within a business. That is same and true with any investing philosophy. And you can get those impacts skewed. We talk about difference between long-term versus short-term results and what you're building. Understanding that in your business and investing cycle, that you may be doing activities and getting results that impacts um, are downgraded because of their time frame. I look at that in real estate a lot. Uh, every real estate says, what would you do differently? I would have started earlier. But when I started looking at making a couple hundred dollars a door, the impact was so insignificant in compared to putting my time to go sell a client that would make me, you know, $20,000 a year. Um, that was short term. Long term, if I say that client would pay me for three years, right? Um, that's great. After three years, I pop, pocket my 60000 right? Which isn't even a net after we included everything with clients and expenses. And I move on and try to re-get that dopamine. I try to re-hit that cell and I try to go do it. And I have to replace that effort. Meanwhile, over that whole time, that house is appreciating. I'm creating a scalable model. I'm getting tax write-offs, and I'm not putting in any effort. So my effort to reward was actually much greater if I would have spent time finding a good value-add deal. Um, as you're analyzing these activities personally, just progress daily activities, right, that you're going, it, it's really important to write them down, to talk about them with others, right? We're going to have a meeting where, where I make, or everybody has to figure out their, their impact space within the organization. What am I doing that creates the results the organization is trying, but also it's, a, it's not important on an island. What do those activities have to do with others within the organization and how do we tie those things together? Because once you identify those, you can create systems in place to repeat and to control those impacts and then also scale them. I think that's exactly true with um, your personal life as well, right? We create habits. For me, we have habits where we spend certain amount of time with my family. We go to church together. We talk about certain activities. We play ball. We want to go on certain vacations because we found activities that make a meaningful personal impact between me, my children, things, and we need to set those in place and uh, those should never change, right? And that, for me, is how I view personally in running your business. Now, this is really hard for me, by the way. You have to understand how hard this is for me. As a dyslexic kid that has a very short attention span, very harsh structure um, is not my thing. I want to chase deals. I want to chase shiny objects. Um, 
it is something that I have to, and maybe that's why I'm talking about this so much and it's so important to me, is I have to force this rigid nature of it or my life will get out of control and I won't actually obtain the things that I want to obtain. The salesperson in me just wants to run, hit, hit, hit. And um, I think that that's a lot of people. And I think that people that, on the other hand, are so rigid, they're actually allocating more time on low-impact things that don't drive result than high-impact. So it's, I feel like people have, are at these two ends of these scales, and we become – we become like our master, right? Becomes the activities that are creating those dopamine based upon impacts, whether or not it's leading us in the correct direction. And we have to tame those, whether you're the person that wants to chase big hits, you don't like rigid structure. So you're not setting in place things that will create the real life changing and impact things in the future, whether you see that in the short term or not. Or you're the person that wants super structure, super security. You're not doing the things um, in your life that is allocating time to make large impact, but you're allocating all of your time on small needle movers. And then you end up wondering like kind of where you're like, each one of those sides have to meet in the middle. The best way to do it, I find, is you find somebody that's on the other end of that spectrum and working together, people find a balance. And this is where you get a lot of the, oh, what's that book? It's a great book um, about the, the visionary and the implementer. And you find those things, right? They both need structure. They both need processes to get that result. But when those two people come together, their weaknesses are supplemented by the other person, Right. And so, and their strengths are different. So it merges those two people together. The innovator or the visionary, right? He's out chasing um, mountaintops. He's out making connections. He's trying to get those big hits, those big wins. But it's not sustainable on its own. The implementer is setting up structure and focusing on the small things that allow you to build out the process that those big things can be achievable and scalable. I view that as rock. It's, it's rocket fuels the book, but I view that as a big strategy for me. And what's made us really successful is finding people that have those strengths and can balance me out. But it's also really important. Once again, these mental models, did you even understand that that's a problem? Did you understand where you sit on it? So you can allocate time correctly where it needs to go. That's why I self audit. Because even though I have implementers, I still will get caught up in doing the wrong things. I know my people do. Every organization does. It's one of the biggest problems that I have with corporate America. Their infill becomes infill of management, not results. So they do things just to do things, right? They become bloated. They become overweighted, and they become very ineffective in the marketplace. And then smaller companies take them over because the impact that they're making within their organization on people's lives is so great. And when they're small, that tends to be driven. That's everything that drives them. Impact, revenue, how are we doing, or how are we changing our customers' lives? How are we doing business, right? Where the big corporate businesses, right? They're saying, well, did you turn in this expense report at this time? Have you filed in your things? Have you done this training, your discrimination training, your this training, that training, everything else. And it just becomes the business of doing business. And 
they forget or they're not set up to identify and actually really move on those larger impact goals. So when you're building out and you're self-auditing, build out a system so you can understand every single day what you do that has the biggest effect on your life and whatever categories and goals that you're having. Understand your strengths and weaknesses, build processes and systems to make sure that those impacts are not one-hit wonders, but they are sustainable and scalable. Right? That is really, I think, the key to health. And that's why I'm so bad at it. Because health is all internally. Like, it's internal. I have to set up mental stops. I have to set up mental things. Like, you don't need to eat, right, that whatever, you know, freaking Sour Patch Kids. Even though it's sitting there, that doesn't mean you need to eat it, right? Um, without having an external process to stop me from doing it. It becomes hard for me. That's why I like business, because even though I have a weakness, I can set up an internal process that I'm accountable to others, and I have to go through to accomplish something, and other people can say, AJ, don't eat the freaking Sour Patch Kids, right? And that makes the business successful. Um, so when you're looking at those constraints and those realms in which you need to put in, go find others. Find others that can help wait you out and make you successful. You need accountability partners, but accountability partners should not be the same as you. You, if, if you are a large impact, big thinker, right, but bad on systems processes, and I'd say uh, uh, building out systems to repeat those impact things, you need to have somebody on the opposite end. So that rocket fuel idea that they talk about the implementer, you need to do that in all areas of your life, right? If you're horrible at health, you probably need accountability system through coaches, through trainers, whatever that may be, right? And everybody needs that in different parts of their life. So audit, take those results, analyze the results, make sure they're the results you actually want, and be real. Have other people self-audit with you. Audit personally, audit your business, look at each other, find out if those impact things that you're doing are impact things due to dopamine for you or if those are impact activities that actually benefits the long-term goal, the organization, and your life. Um, and then set up a system to repeat it. Anyways, things that I've been working on here. I, ha I Once again, I do this. I have to do this all the time. Audit myself or I just get doing things that um, bog me down. And, and you, you end up being like your worst enemy towards your long-term goals. Being aware of that is very, very important. So that's what we're going to work in on right now with my organization. It's that time. It happens all the time. It like We'll probably have to do it every six months, which we should. We analyze our overall quarterly goals. We have our, our quarterly, annually, five-year. We bring them all down. We look at the results of where what we're doing day to day and how we're achieving them based upon external and internal forces and our activities. We adjust as we need and we create a system based upon those um, anecdotal, like based upon the information that is coming back from us, not our inherent opinions, not our biases or anything else. And uh, that's how I feel 
least for me and many, many others, uh, that success really, really helps. So results, not opinions. That helps you. That helps everyone around you. Um, and it gives you control over your life, which is really, really important, particularly with investing and business. So I hope this helps, guys. Uh, it helps me a lot. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. That's my model to create, to move forward, make myself better, our businesses, and keep progressing through life. Um, if it helps you, that makes me extremely happy. All right, everybody. Uh, follow more on that. You can go to Instagram or Twitter. I, I'm tweeting about these things, and we post different things we're doing and what how it's working. And I'll probably make up some graphs of this process, too. So I can share with uh, people. So hope this helps, guys. If you like this, please, how you can help me is give me a great review. Um, you know, five star, write a great review on there. That really, really makes the difference for me and my podcast. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it.